0: hello and welcome to immersive breathwork a podcast all about the power of breathwork i'm olivia the founder and breathwork teacher at immersive breathwork today we're going to be diving in and talking all about using breathwork to navigate and nail your negotiations so let's just dive right in why negotiating why negotiation Negotiating is essential in all relationships. It is seriously so, such a massive part of your daily experience, whether you're realizing it or not, whether it's with your partner, your spouse, your kids, your boss, your clients, prospective clients, and whether there's things you want to purchase or acquire, in your life negotiation and negotiating is how it happens and breathwork is such a powerful tool in which you can use to nail them to get what it is that what it is that you want so that you know you can live the life that you're craving so all of this has come to me from the experience of reading a book by this guy named Chris Voss, V-O-S-S. And he has spent over 30 years negotiating with like hostage situations. And now he runs a company called Black Swan. And he just recently wrote a book called Never Split the Difference, which I 1000% recommend you read. And it's really transformed the way that I understand negotiating, the way that I perceive being in negotiation. And now that I have this tool of breathwork, I now understand the power of being able to understand negotiations and then now being able to be empowered with breathwork And then when you put those two together, it is seriously like a superpower that many people, most people, I would even say, do not have access to, have never experienced. And unless you begin to unleash and you begin to use your breath as a way to unlock who you are, you won't be able to access this realm. But the beautiful thing is that we can change, we can learn, we can evolve and... I'm going to share all the things today, so let's get to it. Before we even begin, let's talk about negotiation itself, right? So this is where two parties want something or one party wants something, and it's through communication in which you can figure out an exchange of goods or services. And there's this perception That negotiation means that one person's going to lose, right? Or that both people are going to lose. Or that you have to be very dominant and very aggressive and demand what you want or need. And I want to break those barriers today. I want to go ahead and say that that's not negotiating. That that's not what a negotiation is. That in an ideal scenario, both parties win. That in an ideal scenario, there is so much clarity. And one of the most important things in a negotiation is empathy. So when you do breath work, which is something that I was very surprised through this process, is that you become more empathetic you become when you use breath work. you begin to reduce and release trauma in your life and you begin to have more empathy over other people people that you've never met people in your life and it just it releases like a veil of anger and of frustration and of misunderstanding And through that veil that gets lifted, you become more empathetic, which is such a beautiful thing. And it's something that I've begun to experience. And I've always honestly have thought of myself as a very empathetic person, but apparently I was not. (laughs) And so now having this practice of breath work feeling and be more empathetic, I can now go into a negotiation with a very different mindset because even Chris Voss talks about it, that the most important thing that you need in a negotiation among so many is empathy. You need to begin to understand the other party from their perspective. You need to understand from their perspective what it is that they want, what it is that they need, what it is that they're wanting out of this negotiation in this scenario. So the sooner you get to that empathetic place of understanding someone or wanting to understand their perspective and not just coming to a negotiation with you being like, this is what I want. This is what I need. I'm not leaving here before I get it with that sort of and even if you're not saying it your energy your body and your emotions will translate that and I don't remember the percentage because I should have written this down but most of us do not perceive other people and communicate through words so it's not just the words you're saying it's your body language it's your energy that you're putting out it's how you're saying it it's So much more than just the words that you're saying. Which is why when you come to a negotiation, when you come to a conversation with someone about what it is that you need and what you want, with an energy of empathy of also knowing what you want and need, but also hearing out the other party, the sooner it is that you can get to a conversation of win-win and you getting what you want. So let's get to some of these nitty-gritty kind of things that, uh, and practical tools and steps. So something that happens with most of us and which I remember very well is, and I still do it from time to time, but now that I have an awareness of breath work, it's so much better, is that we stop breathing and we become, we become very tense and this stop breathing thing is a reaction and it's a very like primal reaction that we have so when there's like a lion launching at you or there's like an animal that's like scary it's like (gasps) we tense up and hold our breath and that is a very like human animal reaction And it is a survival reaction. However, we still do it on a day-to-day basis when this isn't about survival, right? You're like in a meeting or you're with like, you know, you're trying to negotiate something with someone. So this, we stop breathing and we become tense. And in those moments, you prevent your wisdom to come through. You prevent your intelligence to emerge. You prevent yourself from feeling empathetic. You prevent yourself from tapping into calm, ease, into focus. You prevent yourself from tapping into the very things that will help you become successful in this negotiation. So one of the most powerful And they're also powerful for different, for different reasons. But one of the most powerful and simple breathing techniques that I can share with you when you're going through a negotiation is the triangle technique. So the triangle technique is a very simple breathing technique. You see it in animals, you see it in babies, you see it in just very simple, like simple scenarios. So it's essentially you breathe in, whether it's through your nose or your mouth, you breathe out, and then you hold. And you do that repeatedly. This is going to cause you to stay present with this other person when they're communicating with you so if you're if the negotiation if you're starting to feel tense if you're starting to feel anxious this is a perfect moment for you to do the triangle technique of breathing in breathing out and staying calm and holding it for a moment and it's not (gasps) holding your breath it's just you've exhaled fully so now you're going to hold for a moment and you can do this as long like for longer or shorter periods you could do it for in a count of three. One, two, and three, exhale for three, hold for three, right? And you can do that. You can do that longer, shorter, however it is, or you don't even have to count. You could just do it naturally and do that so that you're letting yourself get oxygen. You're letting yourself stay present in this moment when you're hearing the other person out. Because one of the most important things in negotiating and in negotiation is listening. Y'all, it's listening. Listening to the other person. The more that you listen to the other person, the more leverage you will get so that you can understand and be empathetic about them and their perspective and what it is that they're wanting out of the scenario what ends up happening is that we get into a negotiation and we just start blurting crap out of like every orifice. (laughs) We just blah, 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 talk, 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 talk. And we get nervous. We hold our breath. We get tense and we just start like word vomiting all over this like scenario because of our nerves and because of the way that we are. So, when you're doing this triangle breathing, you're letting yourself stay present. You're allowing yourself to stay grounded. And you can start to tap into, you know, like your listening muscles and really hear out what it is that this other person is seeking to get. So, triangle technique, so, so powerful. And like I was mentioning before, so much of our language and our communication with other humans and other people is not just our words right so you could be saying like the most lovely things but if the energy in which you're coming at them is 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 off people will feel that so notice even if you're on the phone with someone and they're not seeing you notice your tone notice are you smiling Notice, are you sitting up straight? Because when you sit up straight, you're opening up right, your airways to let more oxygen in. Are you hunched over and like in this protective, hunchy mode? So just the more you can breathe, the more you can breathe in these moments so that you can start to notice what your body is doing. Are you... You know, notice your traps. Notice your shoulders. Are they by your ears? Are you like holding tension there? Lower them down, right? Lower them down. Like no, like just feel yourself. Like melt away a lot of that tension. What about your jaw? Are you clenching your jaw when you're having this negotiation in this conversation with someone? Just notice it notice what you're doing with your hands, with your legs. Are you being fidgety? Are you being like, just because that's all a way for you to exert energy that is not serving you. So we tend to like get very, do very bizarre things. So just notice when in those moments you start to get anxious, you start to just tap into these behaviors that are not, serving you in that moment and are not causing and are causing you not to be present. And in regards to the other person, just remember that they're not the enemy. You're not there like in battle, right? There's, it's the way that your are one of the ways that you can overcome this sort of anxiety, this sort of tension is to come into a negotiation, realizing this is not a battlefield. This is not a war zone. This is not, like, they are not your enemy. And start to think about when, before you go into those scenarios, how you're perceiving the other person. Are you perceiving them above you? And if you're perceiving the other person above you, like, you are starting at a disadvantage. So think about the language that you're using to describe negotiating And negotiations, start to think about, and again, this takes present moment awareness. This takes you doing breath work before you go into the negotiation. And part of that is having clarity about what it is that you want out of the scenario. So if it's a job that you're wanting, you know, if it's a job that you currently have and you're wanting a raise, you need to really figure out what it is that you want what it is that you want and then figure out you know your ultimate number and then also figure out some numbers below that if you were to compromise with the other person so figure out you know your top your middle and your low and what your low should be whatever it is that you're willing to compromise on if it gets to that point you also need leverage right so another person so you know taking this like job um example sure you want more money but what it is what is it that you're gonna do in order to you know meet that benchmark what is it that you're gonna do more of what is it that you're gonna do more consistently of what is it that your boss can expect from you and find out from them what they're wanting so because so they're not the enemy and it's really so important for you to know what you want and to come with a very clear picture of what it is that you're willing to settle for in addition to having an openness to what it is that the other person wants. And I'll bring it around again, like this is not about forcing anything. This isn't about you forcing someone else to give you something. Because if you come into a negotiation with a forceful attitude, they're going to become your enemy, and it's going to become more of a battle, and it's going to become more difficult than it needs to be. So when you come with a sense of empathy, when you come with a sense of kindness, and this isn't about being nice and letting the other person take advantage of you, right? This is not what this is about. This is realizing that there is so much power in having clarity and being kind and being empathetic. And when you bring that whole package, you will be absolutely, unbelievably amazed at what you can accomplish with that. And another trick that I wanted to share is when you're thinking about your language and when you're thinking about how it is that you're asking these questions when you're in a negotiation, right? Because you're also gathering information. You're also listening so attentively. And through that, you're asking questions. And this is where I definitely recommend you read Never Split the Difference because he dives deep into at the sorts of questions that you should be asking. But one of the things I leave you with today is making sure that you're aware that when you ask why questions, you are putting people in a defensive mode. So asking questions is amazing and is exactly what you want to be doing in a negotiation because you want to know where somebody stands. However, when you ask someone a why question, they will get defensive and they're being you're going to put them in a bad situation and they're going to be on like the defensive with you so figure out how you can ask how questions which are way better than why questions um and you stay grounded right you you ask a question and one of the things that will mess you up in any relationship is assuming and having expectations as to what the other person should say to you. So I can ask you, you know, how do you think you're gonna do that? And in my head, I already assumed that you're gonna say one of three things. And when you don't say those one of three things, it's gonna put me in a bad position, right? so manage your expectations and manage what it is that you're coming into this conversation with do your best to stay grounded in who you are have clarity in what you need and what you want with an openness about what the other party could come up with and something that chris Voss also talks about which is he he has a consulting company called uh, black swan and something that it talks about later in the book is like how there's these like black swans in every negotiation. And a black swan is just, just like how it sounds. It's like a very rare thing to see and hear. So in every negotiation, you need to come in with this expectation and with a knowing that there's things that the other party wants and needs that you have no idea about, that you just literally have no idea about. And the only way that you're gonna get to the point that you hear those things, that they tell you those things, that those little mini secrets will be revealed is by you having an openness and having a willingness to hear something that you did not already expect. So that is just so, so huge for you to bring that into every relationship. You know, are you assuming and already expecting somebody to say something or to be something or to, you know, have something just, that's just something so powerful about breath work is that you become so grounded in who you are. You become so clear in who you are that you're becoming and who and what you want that you're no longer getting thrown off by everybody else. And that's such a beautiful part of this life experience is like, it's so easy to get caught off guard based on other people's assumptions, based on what other people want, what other people do. And it. you don't need to live your life like that, but it requires you getting clear as to what you want and what you need And the way that you get to that point is through powerful sessions of daily breath work. So before I wrap this up, I'll share one really awful (laughs) negotiation experience that I had back when I was, I want to say I was like 23 years old. And it was a minute ago and I'll share I'll share this bad experience and I'll just talk you through how it could have been better. And I'm not going to share like a good negotiation experience because I'm going to let y'all take everything I shared about today and bring it into your daily experience and start to notice how every negotiation and every conversation that you have can just get better based on your body language, increased empathy, not asking why questions, breathing in any scenario, and coming into a conversation without the other person being the enemy. Um, Okay, so back like 10 years ago, I was looking for a job and this is like, you know, like the economy had crashed, like it had started to get better and my self-esteem and my confidence was basically zero. And when I mean zero, I mean like in the negatives. I had like, I always knew that I had the ability to work hard and the ability to like hustle and do more than I was paid for, but I didn't have the confidence to ask or even know what I wanted, what I needed, like like just freaking hot mess. So I applied I was like applying for jobs because I really needed a job and the job I was in, I like hated. And so I'm like applying for jobs. Mind you, my cover letter, cover letter was ridiculous. My resume was like awful. I didn't ask for help. So the people around me, like I didn't ask for help. I just would find all these job ads and I would just send my stuff into a black hole. I wouldn't follow up. I wouldn't like reach out to the hiring manager and be like, "Hey, I applied." Like blah blah like just I was such a baby, y'all. Like I had no freaking clue. So anyway, so I like applied dozens and dozens of jobs. Finally, one job comes like pulls through and the salary it was a non not for profit the hiring range was 28,000 to 32,000 this is like a year so i was like so freaking excited that i got a call back that was like unbelievable to me like freaking a and So I go in, so I get, I get a call, it's like whatever, they, I go through like the initial hiring process, they like were upset, like that's one thing for sure, like I'm really good at like job interviews, and I always have been, because I'll talk to you about anything, so, and I'm like, I can be very charismatic, so I go, I get this job interview, I meet people, I like was like dressed really cute, so like they were just like, oh my god, you're amazing, blah, 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 like we'd love to hire you, all this. So I went through all of that process background check all that then I finally get to the last part of the hiring process which is the vice president of like operations I think that was his title and he's like this like older white male and I get like called into his like office or whatever it was make the, like, the most intimidating thing like moment of my life like it was so cringy And I'll just pause and just say that this moment and the way that I felt then was such a turning point in my life. So I'm so grateful that I had it because it was in that moment that I made an internal decision to not be that person and not be weak in the way that I was then. Um, And weakness being that I just had no self-belief or self-worth and I exuded that. So other people who saw that took advantage of that. So I like, I recognized that in that moment and it was in that moment that I was like, I turned my life around then. And that's like shortly after that, I would like went to Brown university and like just my whole life transformed. But so Anyway, so that was, like, a big, that was, like, the beginning of, like, a big awareness learning, uh, like, growth for me, like, in that room. So, anyway, so I go in that room. It was very intimidating. Like, he had a huge office. His body language was very, it was, like, unbothered. Like, unbothered. Like, he, like, overly confident, Um, he basically was doing the complete opposite of everything I just told you. So, which was like very much a, um, tact, like an intimidation tactic. So he's sitting at his desk, like basically like he's like leaned back, like with his like leg crossed and like, just very like, aren't his arms were crossed. So like very defensive and he was like, um so yeah he's like so you know we just want to like hire you hire you blah blah and you know we want to start you at 28,000 and mind you the job description said 28 to 32 so I went into this negotiation being like I want to make 30 why I didn't say 32 I do not know and that is a conversation for another day but in my brain I was like all right. If the max that they can pay is 32 and that's like somebody who has like amazing amounts of experience cuz I did not. But what I did have was hustle. What I did have was I'm bilingual. So in the resume it said like English and like bilingual is a plus. So I was like, obviously it's a plus. So like of course 20 like if it's 20 to 32,000, 30,000, like I obviously deserve it y'all like I just the math in my brain I could not so and I don't what is two thousand dollars over the course of a year right like it's not very much so anyways so I'm in that and then he's like we like to offer you the position for 28,000 and I said oh like thank you I'm like so excited but I really I want to start at 30 <laughs> and he's just like yeah no we can't do that and it I was, because of my lack of awareness, because of just being young, like not knowing breath work, like all these things, I was in those moments, like my whole body like shut down and I was like tense. My like gut was tense. I was like, I started to get anxious and I, because I didn't think it through, because I really didn't think that this was even going to be an issue or a negotiation It um it just really threw me off, and his body language threw me off, like just the whole thing threw me off, and so he's like, yeah, yeah, we can't do thirty, blah blah. So we literally went back and forth, and it was a losing battle because I had no idea what to say, and it was so awkward, and because what I said before about asking questions, I asked no questions, I asked no no questions at all, and. You know, I could have asked, like, you know, how is it that I could make thirty thousand? Or if if we don't start me out at thirty thousand now, can we write into my contract an increase in pay in six months? Or you know, or what does success look like? And what would a thirty thousand um, dollar person be like? You know, like all of these questions that I now could have asked, but I just was so petrified. So instead of asking questions, I just like would like word vomit and who the heck knows what else I said. So then he was like, and then this is the other thing is that at the end I was like, okay. He's like, well, you know, 29,000 is the most that we can do where I'm not budging anymore. We're a not for profit. You're either gonna wanna work here or you don't. And then in that moment I was like, (gasps) like, oh my God. I might not get this job. So I just like panicked. And then I was like, um, okay. And I just like, he was like, well, you think about it. And then you let us know what you decide. And then, of co- and so he like left the ball, um, in my court, which I should have not done that. Obviously I should have put it back on them. They obviously needed me more than I needed them. I was the only person. And then once I got hired, y'all, like, I was, like, the only person who spoke Spanish. Like, they were, like, always asking me to translate stuff. Like, they, like, were obsessed with me. Like, the whole – whatever. So, long story short, he basically put it on me to think about, which, in hindsight, I would have said, you know, sir, I really appreciate the opportunity. I am – You know, I'm unwilling to, you know, I can't do anything less than 30, but please think about it. Let me know, you know, what y'all decide and whatever, you know, like I would have just pushed for it more. He told me 29 was all they could do, threw it on my boat, you know, on my court and that was it. So then I went and it was like such a terrible experience because I left there feeling so like devalued i felt i like i took so much of that experience to my personal self-worth which is another thing like is you need to like realize that in a negotiation it's not about your self-worth you're not negotiating you and that's what we often feel like we go into a negotiation and what we feel like is that this is my self-worth and this is all I'm worthy of and that's not the case at all and I know the feeling and it's an awful feeling and it like left me feeling so devalued for so long and um and then it was on me right so then like then I followed up with them via email like I think like later that day or like the next day, I was like, oh, you know, like, thank you. I want to accept the position, blah, blah. They sent me an offer letter for 29000 and then I accepted it. But in the back of my head, it always felt wrong and it always felt off to me. And it always felt like I am not supposed to be here. <laughs> like I always had that feeling and that's where, I think, you know, to Chris Boss's point is like the title of this book is like never split the difference. Meaning like, you know, in a negotiation, you have to feel good about what you're getting and what you're giving because it's not going to feel good to either party. If you don't speak up, if you don't hear them out, if they don't hear you out. And which is why the aggressive like tactic of like attacking and getting what you want and all that, like That doesn't work Um, because negotiations is about building rapport. It's about building relationships. It's about hearing people out. It's about you hearing yourself out. It's about figuring out what you want. So it's so, so important to really think all these things through, get to know yourself better, and do breath work because it's really the key that will get you to understanding yourself being more empathetic for others and being able to be more present and grounded and speak up for what you want and what you need. So with that, I want to encourage everyone listening to go breathe, go try the triangle technique, and go slay your negotiations. Till next time, y'all. So be sure to reach out. All my contact info is on my website, immersivebreathwork.com. And with that, we'll wrap it up. Take care, y'all. Bye.